Hello again. Welcome back to Nerd Dumplings. Join with me today is the usual cast. Everyone's here, surprisingly. Uh, Checo, David, Nick, how are you all doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Oh yeah, for the record, David is on his phone, so we could avoid some sound interference. So he might sound a little spotty, but at least uh, you won't hear some random TV show in the background. Oh, but they're playing Star Trek. It's so I'm, much fun. I mean, it's that. worth hearing, but like, I can just bust out a copy of that and do that separately. True, true. Okay. So what have you guys been up to? Or do you want to well, save that for the end? Hmm? Yeah, let's say, yeah, I want to get into, because I have a lot. So You have a lot? Oh, oh you're going to bore the viewers. All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And I'm excited to talk about what I have to talk about today. Okay. Well, my connection has to do with some of the stuff that's going on this week. So that's why. Do you guys remember the the question of last week then, right? Let's just start off with the topic. All right. Last week's so general topic, or last last week? How long has it been? Uh, last, uh, last month. Two weeks. No, it's two weeks. It's been two weeks. Last we're doing episode. Episodes, there we go. Last episode. episode's general topic. Last time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. It, we talked about unexpected betrayals, and that's what we're going to talk about. Now, given the nature of this topic, I think it's only correct spoilers. if we talk, say, this is all going to be spoilers. So what I think each of us should do beforehand, before we talk about it, is at least name what it's from first. That, to give people time to be like, mm, I don't want to listen to this, or okay, shut, fine. So just say like yeah. the title of what it's from, and then give it like a pause, and then continue. What's yours, Chris? Right. You want me to start off? Damn. Right off the bat. I can do it. No problem. All right. Um, so first of all, are we recording? Yes, I just checked. The uh <laughs> yeah, Don't betrayal. worry about it. We're professionals. <laughs> we're professionals. Here. What would be the ultimate betrayal? Uh, Some of us are anyway. My computer shutting down on me would be the ultimate betrayal. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> and throw it out the garbage. No. Um so what I'm gonna talk about, what it's from, it's from a video game. Surprise, surprise. But specifically, there was a lot of choices I could have picked because uh, there's a lot of betrayal in video games. Um, surprising, right? It's, it's like a common plot device. Who would have guessed? But uh, there were some really popular ones I could have picked with. But, uh, you know, I don't want to go with that easy, easy to grab cash. That's me. If you all pick the obvious one that I think someone might pick, I'm not calling you dog shit. I'm just thinking it. So the game I'm talking about <laughs> Is Xeno <laughs> is Xenoblade Chronicles, specifically the first game. Okay. See spoilers. No, 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 don't. Not the third one. So it's not the third one. It's the first game. Fine. Now, if okay. you haven't played it, uh, because you're like, oh, I want to play them all in order. I mean, you don't really have to because they're not directly con- they're not like sequels directly like that, but they are overall universes connected. So I can see the appeal of playing the first one and then the second to get the references that are in the third, you know? But you don't need to. But if you want to do that, then take this time to skip. Now that I've given you plenty of time, if you don't skip now, you know, fuck you. So, I'm talking about a character named Dixon. Now, I, I don't think anybody here has played Xenoblade Chronicles 1, right? But I didn't finish. I got maybe like eight hours, but yeah. Wow, you did the same thing for one and three. Like Three, I got 45 hours in. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like times five. Uh, anyways, Di- character Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually a mentor for Shulk, the main character, and the party throughout most of the game. 
in the very beginning of the game, you get a flashback scene where you uh you get to see another main character named Dunban, who is the one of the heroes of the Homs, the humans, because there's this whole thing in the in the in the game about the humans or the Homs versus the Mech Mechons, which are like the robot people. There's a war. That's the main conflict of the the game, and it shows Dunban wielding something called the Monado, which is like the big blade, the most powerful weapon that can actually hurt the Mech Mechons. Uh, because most of conventional weapons can't really do much, but the Bonato is like a, it's built to destroy, right? And Dunban's using it with a lot of precision. Now Dunban has two friends, one called Mumkar and one called Dixon. Mumkar, right off the bat, you knew that guy was a dickhead, so that's not the surprise. So, yeah. He immediately mm -hmm. betrays them, right? So you know what happened. But Dixon, he's a homie. He's like, I'm, we're ride or die. You go in there, I'm gonna help you out. And he yeah, does. Yeah. <laughs> and he, even when Dunban gets hurt, Dixon's still helping him out. And that just introduces him that he's an ally to Dunban and he's a warrior for the Homs. And then throughout the story, he's kind of like Shulk's not dad dad. Because later on, you find out that Dun uh, Dixon actually found Shulk in the mountains with the Monado. And his whole family was dead. Like, he, they had died when they found the Monado. And the only survivor was Shulk. So he saved Shulk and found the Monado. And then slowly has been kind of teaching him... Uh, how to just be a scientist and mentoring him. And in general, it's just a, a cool dude. He, cool design and overall, he's always friendly. He's helpful. He shows up at the right time to save the day. He does that throughout the game at certain points. And he constantly guides you uh, to get where you need to be. And you just think he's the mentor character on top of Dunban, because Dunban's also like a senior member that's a mentor character. But he's not a, like a, he's not a playable character, which Dunban is. So you don't think much of Dixon other than he's just a good guy. He's helping you out. He, at one point, I even expected he's going to die, and it's going to be a dramatic thing where it's like, oh, my, 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 basically my father figure has died. So you go throughout the game, and you get as far as going into like the capital city of the Mechons to fight the leader of the Mechons that have been uh, sending the forces to kill humans and just kidnap them to make other like hybrids. His name's Eggle. And... You fight him, and you're about you beat him, but Shulk doesn't want war. He wants peace. He doesn't want to kill Egil because he fe feels like they can find some common ground. They don't need to be killing each other. Like this is a senseless war, and he manages to convince Egil, 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 I think is the name, to stop the war. He's like, okay, I think you're all shit, but maybe you're not so bad, Shulk person. And he convinces like we're not gonna fight. Shulk's about to kill him, but he refuses to do it. And once they've basically done their kumbaya peace talk, uh, Shulk gets shot in the back and promptly kind of dies. So then you f it turns out everyone was like, what the fuck? They turn around. Dixon's the one that shot Shulk. So, yeah. It was Dixon. It was Dixon. Now, this is where it gets kind of like, what the fuck? Because there's another like part of the narrative regarding uh, a, a creature called Zanza, which was a giant that was chained up in a prison. And Zanza knew about the Monado and the power of the Monado to like uh, to make it stronger, to be able to actually kill some of the stronger Mechons. So Dixon told Shulk where to find Zanza. And Shulk freed Zanza to uh, get, gain his favor to help him uh, understand the Monado. But the Mechonists specifically didn't want Zanza to be free because he had been responsible for a lot of deaths from the Mechonist side. So he was kind of like a prisoner because of this. And he did some terrible things. But Shulk freed him because he's like, hey, I mean, it's probably not that big a deal. 
Long story short, I'm going to skip ahead. Turns out Zanza's a god. He's actually the god of the Homs, like the bi biological creatures of the, uh, the Bionis. And he actually wants the Homs and all the, like the, the biological creatures on the, on the Bionis alive so that he can use them as a food source for the Bionis. And the reason the Mechons were killing all the people was to deny Zanza food for the Bionis. So that's the reason. They're trying to starve the Bionis. And the reason Dixon wanted Shulk to kill Egil is so he could stop doing it to get food for the Bionis because Dixon turned out to be basically the apprentice of Zanza. He was like a follower of that god. He was one of the one of like two people that were super close with the god that were like, yeah, fuck him. We'll kill all the humans and everyone for our god. And this was planned from the get-go. Shulk, when he found Shulk, Shulk was actually dead. Shulk was dead the whole time, by the way. It's kind of a... I don't know. It's symbolic because a Shulk Nani? is like... Yeah, Nani the fuck. Because Shulk <laughs> is basically like a husk, right? That's a different word for like a husk. And the, the OG Shulk died. And Zanza... I forget the specifics of it because it's been a minute since I played it. Basically, part of Zanza went into Shulk. And it was inside there. Through the Monado. So Dixon was trying to get Shulk to get to the right place so that they could stop Egil and reveal the real Zanza as a god. And at that moment, the real god came out of Shulk. And it was a whole thing. And basically, you're fighting Dixon against his god and... <sighs> Xenoblade, man. Japanese towards RPGs the end of the game? Huh? That's towards the end of the game? Or yes, like it is towards the end of the game. Because originally you're just like, we got to stop the Mekonis from killing all the humans. No, bro. It's about God and shit. And you that eventually fight in the galaxy. This is intense. I didn't <laughs> even know that. I didn't even play this game. Well, I mean, y'all missed out because it's a great game, but it's also super confusing, as you can see. But like I said, Dixon, yeah. the whole time you're thinking, oh, you're like my daddy. Uh, actually, no, he's trying to kill all of us for his God. So. Jeez, crazy. Like, all right, then. Yeah. So now you got you got me the I kind of want to go back. Hey, wait. Yeah. So then, and then, like, what was in it? The main character's name again? Shulk. Uh, oh. Shulk. And he's he was he's the guy that's the god though. He, the, time. the the god is inside him, and he's basically been dead. Like the real Shulk is dead. Oh, so, no, like, so when he died, the god went inside him. Correct. And kind of oh, like okay. there was a persona left why. over, and the persona left over is the Shulk that you play as, and then the god uh, comes out. So basically, you're just like a person of an empty husk. Because the OG Shulk is already dead. And do it's, they know that the whole time? They like, don't know until the end. Dixon knows. Dixon knew Dixon the whole time because he's the one that found so it. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah, he just blew his mind like that. <laughs> yeah, but Wait, everyone's so like, the what the fuck? Oh, okay. So that's yeah, I, got, I got so oh. lost in that. And that's also why Shulk can use the Monado easily, the sword, because oh. the god, he's part of the god. Versus Dunban, when okay. he tried to use it, he got all shocked and shit because it's not meant for people. Mm, it's crazy. crazy. But uh, Wait, great story. So how do they not notice? How do they not notice that he's not a god if it when once he, the dumb bad picks up the sword? Because they didn't know about the god. First of all, they didn't know what the god was. That was not a thing they didn't discover until towards the end of the game. Secondly, they don't understand the sword very well, so they're just uh, like, we don't know why Dunban couldn't really do it, but Shulk just can. Okay. I don't know. He's figuring it out. Okay. I it's part of the mystery. Sense. Like, what what's up with the Monado? Why is it so special? And then you find out God stuff. Yeah. I probably butchered part of the plot there because it's been a minute, but I got most of it yeah. right. I mean, you got it was pretty good explanation. Just, just I got lost in the names a bit, and then like 
the the i don't know it's just and then it started clicking after like you know the whole yeah. God thing comes out of the, his face or whatever there's know. so much more to the story but that was a pretty big like what the fuck with dixon because i think there's yeah. one scene in the game just one yeah. scene that kind of hints at his him having some ulterior motives but you don't know what it is until <laughs> that point you're like oh shit never mind he was like a whole asshole the whole time oh and also where zanza the god the original god inhabited the fucking body of the giant that was imprisoned and that's why he got imprisoned so he was stuck there and then when shulk released them he got the full power back into his body that's when he came out uh dixon's also part giant so he he was like og apprentice when the giant was the god it's a whole so ass thing does he like do giants like live forever in that game or something or, or like, there's only two of them and the only one that they knew about was the one that was stuck in prison and then dixon reveals himself to be also one it's like oh shit what it's Are weird. they like giants, like in God of War giants? Or Nick, giants? you're gonna have to play this to, to find out, Nick. You're gonna have to find out. It's hard Are they to like say. Big giants? They're or big. Like, you know, they're big. They're taller than the average human. That's what I was asking. Is like, are they like big ass giants or are they like normal people sometimes? But when Dixon's in his disguise, he looks like a regular dude. Uh, okay. With a sweet stash. Crazy. But yeah, uh, threw me for a loop. I was like, oh, what the fuck? I thought we were buds. I am in a loop right now. <laughs> yeah. I actually really liked Dixon. He was one of my favorite characters. And the one he did that, I was like, et tu, Dixon? Uh, you know what? I don't think I can follow that up. So I'm going to volunteer for third. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> wow. So, Nick, uh, David, you guys, who would you like I to do? I mean, it's uh, up to you. you it's my, one of those. Chris is just going to shake his head at me. Because, like, he saw it coming, but I'll be honest, I actually didn't see it coming until, like, they revealed it. Like, they did the whole reveal behind it. I'm like, oh, shit. But then, like, when they show you, like, oh, the little bits that you're supposed to be looking out for, it was just like, oh, well, that makes sense now, thinking about it. But um, it's from Persona 5, first of all, and I will give it a moment to kind of scoot over. Bruh. <laughs> yeah, Bruh. <laughs> see, it will do, because he's going to shake his head. You know, it's... I could have I could have played it and known, but honestly, like... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's one thing that made it very obvious. If you didn't like pay attention to that one thing, then I guess I see it. Well, because okay, so it's when Akechi betrays you, and the one thing that you that you should have picked up on is at at a certain point early on in the game, Morgana, like this basically cat, you know, looks like a cat, but he's actually a demon. There's a whole thing behind it, but. He's talking the entire time. No one else can understand it except for people with personas. And he's talking about, like, I think it was, like, pancakes or some shit. Yeah. And Aketi rounds the corner asking about pancakes. And this whole scene was supposed to be, it was like a comedy It's like a thing. moment. So it just happens really quick. Yeah, it was, it was, it was supposed to be funny, haha, you know, like, one-offer. But it's just like, if you're not paying attention, you realize, wait a minute, why the fuck does he, why can he hear... Morgana, because he specifically asked, who said pancakes? You know, he, he specifically asked that. So he knew that it wasn't, like, Joker or fucking Ryuji or anybody like that. But I completely missed it because I was just caught up in the moment having a good time. And when it was revealed later and everything was going down, it was just like, oh, shit. Like, what the fuck? We, I'm like, because during the course of the game, you can, um like, basically become friends with people. And, like, you can, like, you know, it's like a social thing. You go out with them, have a good time. And then you come back and, like, you know, the social, you know, you climb through the social ranks with them. And basically, I was doing that all the time with Akechi. So it's just like, ah, this guy's a bro. He's probably going to become on the team later. And it's like, when he does come on the team later, you're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, he's a strong fighter. This is awesome, right? But then you realize, and I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, he didn't have an awakening moment. 
like all the other teammates did. He just already had a persona. So it's just like, wait a minute, that's a little bit suspicious, but okay, maybe like, you know, there's just persona users out there that aren't part of the Phantom Thieves. That's possible. But then when, like, he completely betrays you of, like, what, what, what did he do exactly? He's, like, he came out, like, in a darker suit with a different persona. Like, he has, like, basically two different, like, forms. He's got, like, a, this light heroic one and then this dark crazy one. I think he, like, switched at some point and he left you guys for dead. In like in one of the palaces, he, uh, I don't remember which. He called the cops on the too. One. That's that. He also called the cops on you guys too. Yeah, yeah. He he did a lot of shit. Yeah, I think he also blackmailed yeah. us at some point too. Yeah, he stole the treasure oh, was... and then called the cops on him. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like it was a whole thing. It's like, oh shit, what the fuck? But uh, yeah, it was just I didn't see it coming. I thought it was just like like the regular like oh, okay, you know, he's just kind of like throwing us for a loop or some shit. But nah, no, he's just straight up working for the bad guys the whole time. So it's just like, well. Whoops. I should have seen that one coming if I was paying attention, but I wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was interesting at the time, so. No, I think a lot was of a people... Friend, was it? Which of the friends was it again? It was, it was um, Akechi. He's like Akechi. the junior sorry, detective. Yeah. yeah. He was the junior detective, and like, I, like when he was first introduced, he's introduced as like this, you know... Like, guy. perfect. Oh, for, he's so great. He's so fantastic, yeah. dude. For the most part, they but, tried to make him seem really likable. Yeah, he did. I like, And they succeeded in it, because I'm yeah. like, I ended up liking the character, and then, like, that happened. It's like, you know what? I still like the character, but fuck you for betraying me. Yeah, and at one point, once you, like, get his uh, friendship levels up, he talks to Joker, basically, like, before he joins your team, he talks to Joker, he's like, hey, I kind of think, I'm pretty sure you are the Phantom Thief. And we can never be true friends because I fight on the side of justice, but I respect you. And it's like, okay, they kind of have that relationship where this guy's on the side of the law where you're kind of not. But they respect each other. And then it turns out, actually, no, he's actually psychopathic and he's been going around killing people for like an ulterior motive. But they kind of throw the, the friendship at you to, to give you that red herring. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I, I liked it where it was just like, I, I thought it was like that, that cop. It's like a like a the Batman who is like commissioner Gordon, Gordon exactly. You know? I thought that too. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this is cool. But then like, nope, just straight up fucking psychopath. It's like, god damn it. But yeah. So it was pretty cool. Honestly, that the the biggest thing that was like, um, actually no, I'm not gonna spoil it for these guys if they ever play it. But it was pretty cool, like the uh, the turnaround. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I'm, I I like I liked how they kind of like laid everything out where it's like the characters in game actually knew it and they were putting together the pieces. Yeah, because they I'm like, that was, me. like that what was happened shocked me. I'll be honest, I was like, oh fuck, they did something. But uh, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I'll leave it there. Yeah. I'm not gonna talk more about it. Sounds fine. No, no, no spoils. No Those spoils. Yeah, that. you don't suspect. That's a great RPG. So if you guys haven't played it, it's on the Switch. Yeah, it's on the Switch now too, which is like it seems like a handheld game, you know. It's also like on it. Steam too. It's also been on Game Pass. Steam. I don't know if it's still that on Game Pass, but it's been on Game Pass. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's pretty. Well, like, not that long. We're going to have to speak up. Okay, Nick, you or me now? Yeah. Am I, I volunteer, Nick? Uh, what? I volunteer, uh, Nick. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. That way, mine. It won't see, cause it's, not, it's not that good. I feel like, you know. Damn, bro. That, you get shown up that badly? Nah. <laughs> no, I got, I got a list. Do you want me to bust them out? I got a couple more. I'm going between a couple, but I'm trying to think of one that really kind of like caught me off guard the first time. Okay. And the most recent one that I can think of is actually from a show. It's it's pretty recent, but by now everyone's seen the show, I think, you know, so spoilers ahead, but 
I'm like, it's big doubt, but okay. Spoilers Every for what? Never know. The little show called Squid Games. Um, okay. I haven't seen it. Ooh. Well, Coco, you had a chance. I don't watch TV. <laughs> That's true. Nick, have you seen it? Yeah, of course I've seen it. <laughs> okay, so you guys know what I'm talking about. So there's uh, this whole um, island where people get invited to by some strangers they meet, you know, on the streets or somewhere in the subway sometimes, and they're challenged to play a game. And if you beat the challenger, you're invited to the island to compete for, I think, like, I don't know, a million yen, which could be it's over here, but it's a lot of money, technically, you know? Was it a million? Yeah. yeah. Sure. And then, Sounds kind of low. Probably as well. It was probably more, honestly. I know, that's why it sounds like it should a have been hundred million. million. For the games, I, I wouldn't have done money. it for that much. Billion. One billion that, yen. Put another two zeros on there, I'll, oh, then I'll do it. <laughs> One billion yen, let's say. Well, anyways, there's a lot of money, and they get desperate people to go to compete, you know? And yeah, once they go to the island, it's really weird, because they make them wear uniforms, or like, type uniforms, not really, kind of, you know? So everybody's matching. It's like it's supposed to be a fun game competition, but they don't know what they're getting into once they get there. That's what happens is a lot of killings and a lot of deaths. And oh my! They all happen. I know they all happen through little games, little kid games, which is the more specific. Little squid games. Little squid Red games. Like, and that's what, Tug yeah. War. Tug of War. Yeah, I love that one. There's that one. Like, the first game that Java. happens is the. Like a big doll, big girl. She's like a robot, and she does this thing where she turns away. Uh, oh, green light, red light. It's called green light, red yeah. light. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. waiting. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to She looks away. <laughs> Every time she says green light, you can go, but red light, you have to stop. And if you make one little movement, you're dead. You can get sniped at the head. Some fucking machine or something. And this group of people... There's one mysterious man that doesn't fit in with everyone else because everyone else is pretty, let's say, youngish, maybe in the 40s, 30s at the most. You know? This guy's like 80, so you know he has no chance to like compete in this competition. You know, you know like you, you know he's either like gonna die or something's gonna someone's gonna take advantage of him because everyone in this competition is taking advantage of other people, backstabbing people, backstabbing friends that you meet there. Uh, the whole show's pretty bad, like that. There's a lot of betrayals in this show. The ultimate betrayal is from that little old man. Because let me tell you about that little old man. He actually is the one who's hosting the game. But no, you don't get to find out until the end. Because there's an off-screen part where he kind of dies because he volunteers to die and send his friend to go forward. You don't see him die, die in the show. You know, whatever, you know? You just assume he's dead. So whenever, when at the end, when the one guy that you're following wins the competition... And, of course, the events that happened where he just made friends and they all died one by one. Because there's only one survivor at the end of the whole... That's the whole point of the island game. Mm -hmm. Only one survives and takes all the money. Everyone else, pretty much dead. Like it. That's how you that's you make it in the game. Like, not pretty much dead. They're they, they, they dead. They're dead as fuck. They're dead. They're dead. dead. Uh, should we talk a little about the competitions? Because, like you said, talk of war. They, talk about betrayal, it? man. Like, yeah, talk about Okay, let me get back. Let me get back to the betrayal. My bad. But yeah, he wins this competition, and we don't see him for I think a year. The guy who won, he's got cool red hair now. He's an emo, depressed boy, just you know, with his money. He paid his debts, of course, but he's not really spending that money as much as you thought he'd be spending that money, you know, because he 
he, you know, he went through so much shit to get that money, but it's just in his bank account. And the people from the islands, like, hey, uh, say that you haven't been touching your money. We, sh- you know, you should be using that because you won the money. Go live life or whatever. He's like, no, I don't want your fucking money. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, well, we have a meeting with you. Come meet with us. He eventually comes. He fucking. It's on top of a sky building. Yeah, it's like this fucking old man has an old building too. The whole building to himself. And he's just like in a deathbed. And he's like, it was me, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Pretty much as I kind of went down. I thought you were dead. He's like, Sack, bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I thought you I thought you died. You did such a good deed for me to make it through. You know, I felt guilt for all this time because you got killed. I won this competition. And, you know, like I should have won. I should have, you know, no, it's not fair. Yeah, I don't give a fuck any about that. I just I was just trying to play some games and you know whatever. So I'm gonna do it again next time. Season two, bitches. So what you're saying is <laughs> to get an to get that fourth group member to be consistent for my game squad, I need to make these awful games to kill people. Eventually, that'll get people to come over. Cause man, finding yeah, a consistent fourth has been a pain in the ass. Let me tell you. <laughs> I guess I gotta start old killing. Man, man. Find that old man. He's just lonely. Yeah, there you go. See. And then when one of you guys fucking punks out, he'll find you. <laughs> Put you in the game. You know, I'm a little afraid, Chris. Yeah, I'm finding some similarities to you and this old man, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> I understand his his methods. I get it. He's gonna, yeah. <laughs> He's gonna invite us to like a game one day. He's like, I want you. Oh, to was that you're sick game. again? Okay, cool. There's no problem. Hey, next week though, there's this cool game I thought about. Uh, <laughs> it's just a little hide and seek game. No big deal. Or nobody's gonna find you again. <laughs> Was it like for the end of this like show though? Like I kind of forgot. Did he like? Did he only get the money after like he? Uh, or were they just offering him the money the whole time? And then like oh he, he got the money. It? it was in his bank account. Yeah. Oh, so so even like he had the money, and then the, the old guy died, and he was like, oh, he just wanted to see the old guy at the lot, or the old guy wanted to see him one last time. Is that how yeah. it went? Just wanted oh, to okay. tell him pretty much. And he just felt guilty this whole time because he had to give up. Yeah, because he was such an emo boy at the end of the yeah after the the whole competition, wow. and he was. But in the end, skin, you know? it was just all in his head. <laughs> you can tell oh. the old man has so much confidence in all the games, like red light, green light. He was like dancing while moving, trying to get forward, and everyone was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck is going on?" He's having too much like, fun. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he just knew his way around, so you can tell. That's funny. If you pay attention to the the episodes before you knew the betrayal, why is this old man so good at all these games? Now you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Nick topped that. What you got, Nick? What you got? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure. He's like, you stole my topic. How dare you? <laughs> no, I mean, I was like, kind of, you know, nervous that he was gonna, but. Um, I chose, which is a kind of a pretty heavy spoiler, because this is like the last two episodes of this this show, really. So it kind of like, it doesn't spoil the whole thing, but it kind of makes like the show a little, not harder to watch, but you kind of like see everything coming at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I'm talking about the Seven Deadly Sins, the one that's on uh, Netflix. It's all What's, there. On, what season on is the, this? Season five. Bruh. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far. Oh no! That's pretty far in, yeah. Oh, dang, I watched. Uh, it. Go ahead. It's Everything. Still, uh, I mean, it doesn't really involve it much, other than, but like, uh, you know, it's, You just I said it's a big spoiler. Go for it. It's fun. It's a huge spoiler. It's fun. <laughs> episode coming. I might out. have actually already heard about it, so it might not surprise me. Season another in right now. Am I too late? It's, I it's too already late? all out, dude. It's like all of it. Completely. Six seasons, right? I, I never yeah. watched. I I stopped. 
Uh, around season four, like I didn't, I, I, I had to go back to it. Uh, just go, do it, yeah. Nick. Do it. Just do it's it. fine. Do it's it. fine. Like... Uh, I feel I like I might know this bad. already. I okay, think well, I know the Berserker guy. It's the last two care or the last two episodes. You know, it basically involves uh, Merlin. Uh, you know, uh, the freaking what's his name? Uh, frick, uh, why am I blanking so hard? I already read most of this. Anyways, Arthur. You know, I remember like he's like basically one of the first character or one from the first seasons. Arthur, the the basically the redhead that you know, this is like the chosen one. You know that Merlin has been like kind of like just watching over this whole time. Yeah, it's supposed to be like Arthur Pendragon, like from Camelot or some shit. Basically, yeah. 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 Well, it involves him, uh, Merlin, and then like the whole Seven Deadly Sins. You know, they they're kind of in the side characters. Um, because on this one, you know, they basically already finished all the crazy battles. They you know have done everything. They won everything, and they're like thinking like everything is over and everything's done. But um, then they introduce like uh, the power of like chaos. You know, it's like there's like three different like you know like there's two different deities you know there's or there's three i guess there's like the giants there's the uh there's the i guess uh the you know the gods or whatever and then there's the demons and then the giants are kind of in the middle i guess it's kind of weird and then there's humans or whatever um but anyways it's kind of weird where like um chaos is supposed to be like the one that created everything though because it's uh you know it's just like the mixture of good and evil it's just whatever um, but anyways, uh, Arthur apparently in the end ends up being the king of chaos. You know, he basically awakens. Like Merlin's known this kind of a bit, like from the beginning, so she's been watching over him. So in the end, they kind of find this lake of where like this like lady, basically this like lady of the lake. You know, kind of gives him a sword. No, no, she basically sh- um, gives him the power to become the king of chaos. Like she is piece of chaos. Which is like you know, like kind of the power that he needs to awaken his like true potential. I guess he's already got the sword, you know, mm. but it's not the true sword. It, it evolves when he becomes you know more powerful. It, like it's a weird sword where like you know it has different powers. But anyways, um, so she he gets power from that one um lake of all like whatever it is chaos. It's basically just like this blue ass lake with just like a bunch of like you know crazy power in it. And then uh, Merlin just like puts it all in him i guess and then just all he gets absorbs it all and then out of nowhere you remember like that big fat um the the giant pig that they ride on all the time yeah so apparently that's also been a piece of chaos too it's and it's been like it's it's because like apparently chaos like it just manifests itself in its own way it doesn't really have any kind of like you know actual you know i don't know order it doesn't have any order. Plans. yeah it just becomes plans. whatever you know so it just it's actually honestly it just became moss and then and, and, like it turned into a pig or whatever it's kind of weird in that explanation but um but yeah so after the pig basically um or after the reveal that the pig is like chaos you know that it basically just comes in and it deflates and it just turns into moss and then it also absorbs into him and then he's just his sword also like you know becomes like some crazy ass like you know power sword and that's how they know that he's like you know the true king of chaos at that point because the 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 sword you know the what's it called the scalibur you know the that crazy ass sword that he has i mean i, 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 I don't know i just know like in, in like english legend he gets excalibur it's like yeah it's it's supposedly excalibur but i mean i think they just call it like the you know the king sword or whatever I don't remember honestly. How tame. I watched He's the gone. episode last night, but I don't remember that part. Um, okay. Yeah. So, anyways, 
he becomes <laughs> basically the the king of chaos and then like they he starts to like because like, like the king of chaos like it he's the, the one that controls like reality in a way like since he controls both like good and evil he basically can control reality so it, depending on like how good or evil you are you can kind of make anything or like just either you know fucked up or you know turn it into like some you know wonderland um so he starts like messing things around you know a bit and then like i don't know where you you know that one cat that um that's been basically following him his whole life you know his like best friend uh calf sure um anyways that little cat just like comes out of nowhere um he's i guess he uh i guess he got healed or whatever and he just comes out of nowhere and they he just like goes towards um arthur and like out of nowhere he basically just rips and bites his whole arm off And at that point, they reveal that he is, because uh, like the the deity, you know, the, or the the lady in the lake, she starts to like warn him, like, "Hey, don't let Kath near you, or don't let that cat near you." And she notices what he is, or what the cat is, at some point. Um, but no one ever, or Arthur just like you know goes goes towards him because they're like best friends. And then I don't know where he just you know bites his arm off like a freaking tiger, and he starts eating it, and he just swallows the whole <laughs> thing, and he absorbs it basically, and he starts to transform. And then at that point, they start to explain that the cat's been, it's like this, like, <laughs> existence made out of, like, chaos that's just of been course. following um, Arthur this whole time to, at some point, like, basically eat him once he becomes the king of chaos. <laughs> what the so at fuck? that point, the cat, once the cat absorbs his the arm, he starts to transform. And since the cat is, like, basically made of chaos already, he already knows how to control it a little better. So he starts to transform, and he can—he starts to fuck everything up, okay. and like this—the seven deadly sins start to get crazy. <laughs> I don't want you it. to spoil the ending for me, but what the fuck? <laughs> that's right? so out of nowhere. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, damn. So the true menace was the cat. Yeah, right. That's what no, I got. The cat just keeps uh, keep, keeps getting stronger and stronger. I remember and when this just was just about demons it. versus it's the cat. That's well, the that's cat. why that's it's like this isn't really like it, they finished most of the story and out of nowhere it's like a that's so that random that's so random but yeah I guess that is very unexpected. Chad Chad David, that cat might just bite your arm off. Can't trust no kitties. It was, it was a pretty good one, pretty good one honestly. It Maybe I'll have to catch up at some point. Interesting. Okay, well, <laughs> don't expect that. It's a cat. It was always a cat. All right, the, well, the pretty good section, guys. Yeah, yeah. Good section. Yeah, I mean, it, it ranged from all different places to. Uh, Normal, mm-hmm. just people, to gods and cats. They're all over the place. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's move on to Shout our. Uh, cats. <laughs> let's move on to our categories. Recommendations. <coughs> I guess not. So you say recommendations. I don't say that. I don't, I never say that because sometimes I want to talk about bad games. I don't say that either. Stop uh, putting words categories. in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just things we want to talk about because I might be talking about absolute dog shit what's on our minds okay that'll pass <laughs> <laughs> oh, alright perfect uh, should we stick with the regular or jump around because like, I kind of want to I want to go I want to start because I have mine fresh right here I'm not going off notes I wouldn't okay just try not to ramble okay. go boom I'm suggesting two books two and one boom boom he can't oh. help himself he can't help himself <laughs> Better yeah. be a comic book. <laughs> the, uh, no, I did comic books last time. Nick paid attention oh, to comic God. books last time. So this time is called books. out. <laughs> it's take forever. <laughs> yeah, everybody bustling. Two, two 
two books into one. Just so you guys know, we're recording like at night this time. And <laughs> get cookie. It's already going a little long. This runtime is gonna be crazy. Cocoa for cuckoo puffs at night. <laughs> the reason, let me explain why I'm only I'm only gonna really talk about one, but I'm recommending then just both. do the one. No, like, you'll 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 get to listen. Okay, okay. Go. Book I'm recommending is The Witcher, the series. And book actually doesn't start till book three. The first two books are actually a collection of short stories about Geralt and his adventures. There's the first book, which is called The Last Wish, which is kind of more of stories with a lot of dialogue about him meeting other folks that you're gonna get used to in his adventure. You know, Dandelion for sure, Jennifer, and uh, some other cool stuff and a lot of cool fight scenes and other interesting people. Second book is where it gets a little bit more interesting for me, which is the Sword of Destiny. That is where he gets to meet Siri, who is a big, big, big part of the books and in the video games as well. So I want to mention that the books and the video games are two different things. Books, they take place... Before, they, right? They're the whole, yeah, yeah, before. They're canon, they're the whole thing, but at the end, it has its own ending. And when the book, I mean, when the games pick up, technically, Geralt wakes up and he has amnesia, so he doesn't remember anything from the books from the beginning of the games. Everything moving on from the games forward, it's kind of borrowing from the books, but it's also doing its own thing. Yeah. Okay, now we're good. The books. I mean, they make a lot of references to the books, right? So, like, if you wanted to yeah, do a it lot. as a, no, a headcanon thing, you could just say the games take place after the last book. Exactly. There you go. That's like Speaking it. of the game, before you go nice. further, uh, anyone else excited for yeah. Thursday? That's why I wanted, yeah, this is why I wanted to bring this up. I'm very what, excited. Is it Thursday, isn't it? Is this Thursday, yeah. Thursday's Wednesday. It said the third. You're right, you're right. Wednesday. Tomorrow's Tuesday. I thought today hey, was Tuesday. It's Wednesday. Yo. Coco was talking about is that The Witcher 3 is getting a next gen update coming soon for Xbox S, uh, PS5, PC, even PC is getting one too, which I think is so, interesting because yeah. they already are there, you know? And it's free for but owners. It's be cool. For owners, yeah. Yeah. yeah so you're cool. going to get that. I know it's free. Yeah, I've been yeah, waiting to replay part. it. I've been waiting to replay it until it comes out. And it also comes, I think, with some extra quests and shit. Yeah, it comes with some free quests, free new clothes from the actual show. And all that stuff. I think it's the his name. I think you can watch. Uh, you can play as Henry Cavill because that's the last time he's yeah, going to be exactly. the Witcher. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Things like there's an actual character model. Do you think they'll ever release like an update for the Liam uh, Hemsworth? Ugh, I don't. Oh, want it. I don't want it. No, I don't. No, thank you. <laughs> no, yeah, that comes out this week, and I'm excited to play. I looked at how much time I put in that game. It's sixty hours, and I still have like it felt like I wasn't even close to beating it. No, yeah, that sounds small, honestly. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's Did you ever do the DLCs? No. Bro! Like, I, I know, I'm behind, but this is... The so you basically got out of the tutorial. Game. I got it. <laughs> After 60 hours, that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it, and I can't wait to get back into it. Cool. Good time. And yeah, as soon as they mentioned the, the games get an update, I'm like, oh yeah, the books are awesome. I should try to get finish those, because they're really cool. And the stories in them pretty uh yeah they're pretty greedy but there's a lot of fun and a lot of love to them too you know because yeah. he he world himself is a very uh what do you say because people assume that he's dull 
And uh, he technically doesn't have personality because he's a witcher, and witchers are not supposed to have personalities so so much. But he's a complicated guy. He's he believes in philosophy. He believes in like having conversations, solve things instead of just fight, fight, fight. You know, and that's what witchers are supposed to do. And you get to find that a lot in the books as you go through. Because like I said, a lot of the books are a lot about his dialogue with other people. Yeah, honestly, he never really wants to fight. Fight, really. He he's always trying to figure out how he can solve it. You know, by helping them out. Even the monsters, if he can help them out, he'll let them free and go and be like, oh no, yeah, I killed the monster. He's good. Don't worry. Never gonna bother you guys again. Stuff like that, and that's why I really like the books too. And they explore a lot, a lot of that in the books. And sh- and the, honestly, in all of it, all the media's ex- they explore that really well. Um. Okay. We'll say if you're not trying to read the books. Which I hundred percent should. should. We even read season anymore. one and two. Technically, kind of follow, especially season one. They follow a lot of the short stories, the books. Especially my favorite one is the dragon one. They like dragon hunts in the mountain. Yeah, they, they had to find the golden dragon. The books, it's a completely different thing because when they get to the dragon, eventually, the dragon's like, "Yeah, you guys want to fight? Let's do one on one. Fair, come on." And they're like, "Okay." So they all kind of take turns trying to fight the dragon. And it's like a cool. Sequence mm-hmm. in the book. I don't even go over that at all in the show. They, in the show, it's like, oh, time. Nobody can move now. Okay, that's it. So it's different things, different strokes for people. So, okay. Uh, the show's cool because, yeah, you got, you know, Henry Cavill for the first two seasons or three seasons. I don't know how long he's been there for. I think he was there in the third season, too. I think. Yeah. I no, there's only two seasons. Fourth. No. Well, they were making a third one. I don't know yeah, if he that's finished it. He's going to be, this is the last one. He's going to be yeah. in and then. No more. He killed it in, in the first season. Yeah. yeah. Second season too, but they, they didn't do too much with him in the second season. They did a lot more with uh, Jennifer's character mm-hmm. in the series. So that's what a lot of people kind of complained. Hey, uh, you know, isn't this Carol's show technically? No. So, maybe maybe he yeah. just got too expensive. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, are these books on uh, audio book? Or... Yeah, or not, not. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not audible. They got this cool guy who does like this cool accent when he reads them. So sweet, pretty fun to read. Okay, but the books, man, you should definitely get into them. There are a lot of a lot of cool dark fantasy stuff. Said so, Gerald himself is just an awesome guy character to follow, and I, I definitely am continuing those books because right now I've only read two, the first two, technically in the third one, and I I, I just started it recently. So there we go. Let's see okay, how it goes. Hmm. Pretty good. Yeah, popular books, book popular game book. series, popular show, and uh, go read what the source material where all the shit spawned from. If I, I would to, say, if I could pronounce the uh, the author's names, I would, but I, I can't. It's like it's just don't try. You'd be disrespecting him. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my respectful manner to him. <laughs> okay. His books. All right. So good recommendation. Uh, I guess yeah, it's good. <laughs> good guys, it's good. No, you did two of them. <laughs> Supposed to do one, but you did two. Makes I mean, sense, though. Like, you do the yourself. first one, you if you do the show, last wish, it feels game, incomplete, you, you know? You might as well just say, I recommend, recommend the Witch franchise. There. Basically. <laughs> All right, moving on before he goes on to the third book and then the fourth book. And I don't think there's a fourth book. It's like Cyberpunk now. Hey, come on. Connected with the Witcher. Somebody I cut swear. him off. Okay, I'm muting him. <laughs> okay, who wants to volunteer for the next part? Uh, I can go. <laughs> sure, why not? I was about to just volunteer, but then you did it faster. So. Eerie went to Damn. the future and she came back. He's done. He's done. I'm done. About... He's been muted right now. 
He just can't help himself. <laughs> He's a spoiler king. Anyways, I have a show that I am watching right now. Actually, it's on season two. Um, it's an anime. Um, it's called. Uh, let's see what else is it called. It says it's on. I don't want to say it in fucking Japanese because I'm gonna butcher it. Like. But you were actually gonna say in the way they say in Japanese. But... No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm like, bro, butcher the hell out of it. That'll be Because then how the hell are they going to find it if I say it like shit? <laughs> I mean, that's the English version. Anyways, um, it's called To Your Eternity. Oh, and yeah, I've heard of that game. Oh, game. I've heard of the anime. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, There's two seasons out right now. And um, I'm watching season two, um, and it's pretty good. Uh, But I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's all pre- It's like a pretty sad one. And that's like, why I heard just, of it. Because <laughs> just going off, yeah, just going off the first episode, you're, you're probably gonna. I mean, it'll probably get you to keep going, but you're gonna be like, okay, this isn't something like you know that's gonna. I have my like list of, of animes for when I want to cry, and that was one of them. <laughs> it's uh definitely one of those really good ones though. Um, but yeah, I uh really recommend it. It's oh, I don't really think it's on much other than Crunchyroll uh, unless you find it online. Um, but it's really good. Um, I'm gonna just go over the first episode. I don't really want to spoil it, most of it because it's one of the really good ones. But the first episode's uh pretty simple. It goes over the, basically the whole story of what he really is, um, and then what he's going to do. Well, I guess not the whole story, but anyways, um, so it's like it's kind of like in the beginning. There's like this. They don't really explain too much of it, but there's like this weird hand that's like it seems like it. They kind of like make it seem like it's God, but it. I mean, you kind of assume it's God. So like it like shoots or like it lets this orb out and it goes onto Earth and they, I guess they call the orb it and they explain it as it but I guess they call it it as well. So I guess this orb it basically goes onto Earth and it it's basically has this ability to turn into anything it kind of like touches or it needs like stimulation but most of the time it just needs a touch. Correct me if I'm wrong and this is kind of important, but the thing has to be dead for it to turn into it. Yeah, basically that's like in the beginning it's like most of it but like they explain it it's it's not so much dead as it is just like stimulation that's what they mm. just say like it's it's like it just needs like to like either I mean I don't know most of the time that it just needs to touch something cuz I remember the well I don't want to spoil it but I remember there was one episode where it was kind of like important that you knew that what it turned into has died cuz of something like think- oh, the reveal of like oh shit that means that that person's gone Kind of thing. I think that's I think that's the rule that it, it the show has, but I'm I'm not sure if that's like like I mean, a requirement. Really it's just something it does. I don't know if it's. I think that's something that he uh, like puts on himself, honestly. Mm, but I'm okay. really entirely sure. Like, well, I mean, that, 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 I guess I'll elaborate that more on the, the show. show is very to... sad. Watch it if you want to cry. Keep going. <laughs> it's very sad. Yeah. I mean, every episode you every kind of fucking like... episode. I'm like, stop with the heartache. I can't. Yeah, you get like really attached to one character, and then like some like a really sad, like nice story at first, and then a sad story, and then out of nowhere, you know, people die, and unexpected things happen. Nothing. I mean, it's it's like one of those stories where you don't really expect things to to go the right way. You know, you just expect it, like human nature in a way. Um, but anyways, going on. So this orb it gets sent to Earth, and it has the ability to transform to anything that it touches, or basically at first it, the thing has to die, or in most of the story right now everything has to die before it can transform. But it also needs to touch that thing. So at first, like when the orb gets sent to Earth, um, it it lands and it lands on this rock, and it just becomes this rock. And then it, later on, like it it turns into like 
I mean, it has like it goes on time, you know, and out of nowhere, like you know, it's like a long, long time. It, it doesn't really age. Almost um, an eternity, yeah, basically. So, anyways, at some point, like there's this like like blizzard, and this wolf comes out of nowhere, and it's dying, and it just basically like it lands somehow on the rock, and it just happens to die right there on the rock. So it becomes the wolf. And this is why I don't really understand the whole touch thing or the whole death thing because it doesn't really absorb. It just becomes and leaves the body and stuff. So it just becomes the next thing. It like replicates itself. Yeah. Um. So anyways, becomes the wolf. It can like kind of go move around more and explore and like, you know, do things, you know, whatever. So it's, it learns how to like walk and like, you know, it becomes conscious too at that point because it has, has a brain. It's not just a rock. So it becomes conscious and it starts to like, you know, learn the sensations like, you know, cold and pain and all this other stuff, you know, and it explores a little more and it eventually like it runs into this one like little cabin and like this burnt down village where like this one, um, I guess like it's just an abandoned village and like there's this one survivor, I guess, who's just like living there by himself waiting for people to come back. And, yeah, like, some kid, know, right? Basically some kid. Yeah, that's basically been abandoned there. They kind of left him with all the elderly, you know, after because I guess he got injured right before they were about to leave. So they left the elderly and him and then the dog. Um, so anyways, the the wolf that died on that rock was actually that kid's dog. So he ends up like, you know, taking the dog in. And then at that point, he starts to learn like more sensations. Like, you know, the point of like this is like, you know, this orb is trying to learn as many things from the like, you know, living or doing anything as possible. Um, but yeah, once it gets into this like little cabin, it learns like, you know, warmth and it, it tries to eat things and it learns like, you know, attachment to this little kid, I guess. And then at some point, like, you know, it, it just like they decide, I guess, because the kid has like, I mean, he he's really attached to the wolf. So he takes the wolf with him, but he decides to go out since he got so like, you know, everybody in the village died other than him. So he like he's been like alone forever. For at least for a long time, I guess. Mm. And I think he's going a little crazy because he's been talking to himself for a while, and he's talking to the like the wolf a lot. Oh, well, station <laughs> does that to you. And I and I get it, you know. But yeah, still, I do like, the same. Anyways, uh, he he basically decides that he's gonna go out into the into the wilderness, the direction that the the other like you know younger people went, you know, just to find um, see if they if they found actual paradise or you know the place that they're supposed to you know find where all the food is, where all the other stuff is. So the kid decided basically to go towards the direction the others went, you know, so that way, because he, he got tired of waiting for them to come back. And, and, you know, it's like he can't just like go on living by himself forever. He's going to go insane. So he decides to go that direction with like a little bundle of stuff and then like the dog. And he's doing pretty good. He's, he finds like rocks that are showing him the direction that everybody went, you know, like trail marks. And he's finding like he like you know <laughs> signs that there might be actual vegetation in the direction and stuff, and like he finds like a tree and stuff, and you know he keeps finding like different little markings, you know, and everything's is going pretty good for him, and he's he's not doing too bad. Um, but at some point, he like he, he after he gets distracted by that tree, he ends up like seeing like this marker or this yeah basically a marker in the distance, and he gets like he gets a little overexcited sometimes. Um. So anyways, he starts running towards this marker and he, he trips and like um, he goes through his foot, goes through this uh, or basically his whole body goes through this freaking like crack in the ice where it's like there's this river. So he gets soaked in water. And at that point, you kind of like start to, you know, know. I mean, he's soaked in going. water. There's a blizzard. Basically. 
And after he gets out of that water, he's all optimistic. He's like, oh, look at that. There's a river. We can get some fish, you know? And then he looks at his leg, and it's uh, there's, like, you know, a bunch of uh, these, like, splinters going through it. So And he's, like, bleeding. And uh, so he has to basically make his little tent and, like, you know, like, wrap his wound. And, you know, he's still pretty optimistic, you know? He's still like, oh, we got to go tomorrow. Uh, he's talking to his, like, dog. He's, like, telling him, like, even if you're lazy tomorrow, we still have to go walking, you know? Even though, you know, obviously, like, the dog's, you know, been doing this whole time. Anyways, um, they keep going for a while, and, like, they just, uh, they make it for, like, a pretty long time, you know, and, but, like, his wound is getting worse, you know, his, you know, you can tell that he's getting sick, you know, too, and, like, obviously, like, it's not going to get any better with his wound either, so, but they make it pretty far, and they, at some point, though, they find another one of those markers, but this time, the marker has, instead of, uh, like, just an arrow pointing the direction, has an arrow and then also an X. So at that point, he starts to like, you know, look around and then he he sees like, you know, like there's like a broken caravan right there that's like been basically just look at it. And like, then he sees even more stuff. And there are these like little basically like markers where like at his village, they show like the markers for the elderly where they, they basically buried them. So he sees these other markers and it looks very familiar. So he starts to like take off all the snow and there, there's like a bunch of these markers where all this caravan is and it looks basically like the caravan they took when they left. So he's like, oh, look, uh, they, they've been this way. This isn't a sign. And then at that point, it starts to get even more sad, you know, because he starts crying and it, he's like, you know, bawling. And he decides after that, like he gives he basically gives up. He's like, we, they're not he's never going to make it. He's like, um, so he decides just to go back. And at the, like that point, that it's just like he's probably gonna die on the way. But somehow he makes it back. Like the wolf, basically, like he he stops and or he tumbles and falls on the way over, and he's about he probably would have died there. But the wolf kind of pulls him, but like you know, and tries to get him to go and like wills him to get to the cabin at least, you know. And he ends up making it. And like at that point, you know, he just like you know gets lays there, goes through the fever, you know. The he tries to fix his wound but he can't you know obviously and then at some point he can't really hunt anymore you know he can't go for firewood anymore so he ends up dying in in the cabin and like you know the the wolf basically turns into him you know and then like you know he like positions him in the, in a you know good position while in the cabin then he just ends up leaving the cabin at that point and he goes on to his next adventure and that's where it keeps going honestly like at that point like um he learns you know like he has like the ability to like you know he has a little more like brain power you know he doesn't know how to talk yet though but he still like knows more how to explore how to eat how to do basic things like pain all the other stuff he knows how to heal himself which is kind of crazy how fast he heals himself is kind of nuts um but um yeah then he keeps exploring and then on and on you know he keeps meeting people keeps transforming into other people Obviously, yeah, that means that it's one of those die. shows where like, oh, new episode, new character, don't get attached, don't yeah. get attached. But like, mm. the cool thing is though, that he by like by the end of season one, yeah, you lost a lot of people and like you, but you went through a lot of like different adventures. Um, but he like through every one of those like little things that he like loses, he gains like a new ability, a new like kind of like power because he can transform it. Like later on, he'll transform into all these different like forms at will, just like super fast. And just use him for his like own advantage. Like he'll at some point he meets like this little girl where he, she's like he uses her to like climb because she's like super like versatile and like she like climbs like a monkey. 
So you just use her to climb and shit. Like, uh, question real quick. I'm sorry for bothering you, but uh, th- this is the same thing that you were talking about, like that orb that came down the earth and yes. that can like assimilate the thing. So basically, you're following this this orb around the entire time. Yep. And he's changing into all these. So basically, that's fucking wild. It's learning. Basically, it's just learning yeah. from the experiences. Yeah. But yeah, at That's some point it does learn how to like yeah. speak, and you know it learns other things. So you start to like you know put more character into this into this orb. Like it's interesting what so, the yeah. orb's doing, but at the same time, everyone it meets is starting to die. So you're like, I can't take this. I and that's what... like that point, like you know, the orb also starts to feel things too, like it because it, it's 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 starting to get some motions for the people it like gets close to, you know, kind of like when it was actually the wolf, it was actually feeling like a little bit of emotion towards the the kid, you know. But it was started to learn more different emotions as it becomes like a human too, you know. So yeah, it like it starts to like you know feel horrible for how many people die around him, you know. And like it just he starts to like keeps he keeps moving and keeps moving like to like avoid you know killing or having people die around him. But like the more he moves, the more people he meets, the more people die, you know. And at some point, yeah, it's just like he 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 like tries to fight, but it doesn't work. I'm like, does is, is it his presence that caused them to die? Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, in a way, that's why I don't want to really bad. I mean, it's just I can really explain a little more. Around. But it's like there's like this like weird parasite that's chasing him, and it's mm-hmm. trying to kill him. And it this parasite can it like basically go into animals and people and like tr- like make them into like their zombies and and their warriors and like just try to kill him. And it's just following him, and it has like like a it's like really persistent. It's pretty damn strong too. Um, but it can also like absorb his powers and like take away his like transform transformations and shit, and it can basically put him all the way back to becoming like a rock, you know, okay. which is what like it wants to do so that it can just take over the world. But um, yeah, that's um, on a whole like keep like a few other episodes in, you know. Yeah. There's also like this other weird part where like this like robed black man, you know, comes out of nowhere, and it's like this weird like um illusion for him only, you know. And it kind of it kind of feels like it's God, you know, telling him how to live his life, you know. But I feel like it's something else. We'll find um, out. But yeah, there's a lot to it. Um, but it's a really good show. But again, it's uh, it's kind of it's sad, just it's know? just a downer. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about yeah. the specific episode, but I remember there was one episode where there's a character you like. I forget exactly what happens to them, or at least I'm not trying to say it. Basically, you don't see the character you like for a while. You just see the the orb in whatever form it's at. And then all of a sudden, he just turns into that other character, and he's like, huh? Like, he didn't even know why he turned into him. And then it dawns to you, like, oh, man, that means the other person died. It was a downer <laughs> moment. I was like, oh, man, I like that guy. What happened? And then you find out what happened. Yeah, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a downer. You're like, oh, I hope he makes it. And then he just turns into him, and you're like, oh, man. Like, yeah. it's it's downer, but, like, it's really, it's interesting. like, unique. And it's, like, I, I really like the, like, the, you know, the abilities he has and all that crazy. Yeah. It's not like they make him a god or anything. They just let him turn into, like, different things around him, you know? Yep. Okay. Well, can you say the name of that episode one more, or that show one more time? Because I, I, think, I ch- think Chuck was looking into it, so he can be sad. To Your Eternity. To Your Eternity. It's on Crunchyroll, I think. Interesting. Yeah, pretty sure, yeah. All right, David, you're next. All right. Um, I guess a little bit less of a downer with this one, because this one's just sci-fi. But uh, I'm going to be talking about Interstellar. The movie? I Yeah, the movie. I mean, that movie's kind of sad, too. It, 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 I mean, a little sad. bit sad. 
But a man loses his entire life with his kids, bro. That's pretty sad. It is pretty sad, but it's also pretty fucking cool. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a great movie. I, I, I think the the thing I like the most about it is how I guess true to like what is actually like you know what humans are actually capable of. of, That's what I kind of like, where it's just like, hey, a lot of this technology, sure, like you get into like some of like the really high sci-fi stuff. But, like, the humans themselves, they're just kind of along for the ride. Meanwhile, you know, all this other shit's happening to them. But it, it kind of starts off where, you know, planet Earth dying, they need to find a new homeworld. And it's like, okay, that should be, you know, doable. And, you know, surprise, surprise, they find a wormhole near Saturn. And they're like, oh, well, maybe we can go through there. So they, you know, they form up a freaking expedition, and they're like, this one retired dude, he was the best, so we have to bring him back. And it's like, all right, well, yeah, I saw that coming. So, you know, they bring him back, and they have, like, a whole team. They go up into the wormhole, and it's basically, like, I think it was, like, three or four planets orbiting a black hole that they called Gargantua. And the fucking visuals be uh, uh, over this were fucking cool. Like, just yeah. so fucking cool. Like, Gargantua itself, and then the first planet they go on was this giant, like, well, not even giant, it was like this water planet, where they're like, oh, these mountains in the distance, you know? It's like, they, they look so, like, imposing, but everything else is so flat. Until they realize, wait, why are those mountains moving? Those aren't mountains, and it's just giant fucking waves of water traveling yeah. over the, the like the surface of the planet Fuck. because of the like the gravitational pull of the black hole and it's like oh shit what the fuck and then they have to like try to like get out of there and by the time they leave the planet they realize how close they were to that black hole and they realize that, that like the time dilation thing where once you get like closer to a black hole it becomes you know the time goes by a lot fat like slower and they realize, oh shit, we were on that planet for like 20-something years. And the one dude that they, they didn't go is like old as fuck now. And he's, he's like, like, I've been doing... waiting. Pretty much, <laughs> he's like, I've been waiting. doing calculations for fucking 20 years on this thing. And it's like, bro. For them, I think it was like, what, one day, two days? I no, I think it was like a couple hours at hours? most. Yeah, it could have been like... Yeah, it was like yeah. hours. It might have been like a day and they, that they were on that planet. And then, like, the the second planet they go on to is, like, this ice planet where it looks like there's just regular clouds, but all the clouds are fucking frozen. Yeah. And I, I think they might be actually, like, standing on some of the clouds in some of the shots. I'm not entirely sure. It's very... It's not exactly, like, oh, specific, oh, they're standing on the ground. It's like, no, they could be standing on those frozen clouds, but, you know, it's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they had to, like, they rescued an astronaut that was trapped there but of course the astronaut i think i think he go either goes insane or something and fucking attacks him they gotta fight him off yeah. he fucks everything up yeah because he does like a lot of damage to their ship and everything they're like fuck now what do we do everything yeah the whole plan. <laughs> and then eventually they're like their best course of action is like fuck it let's go into the black hole yeah. <laughs> and it's like okay fuck it let's do it and it was like just trippy visuals and what is oh, it? Yeah. They go into like a tesseract or some bullshit. I think that's what they call it. And like, you can see like there's like a whole bunch of different timelines and shit. And it's it, like it get, like at that point in the movie, it just gets 
hella trippy, just yeah. fucking bonkers. Well, I mean, how are you supposed to know? Honestly? Communicating with his daughter from the past and future, yeah. and like, he's doing like, and the... leaving all these messages, right? And it's just like it's supposed to be like the fourth dimension, honestly. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it's like the fourth dimension of time or some. Shit, Which is probably what a tesseract is, but yeah. yeah. But it it was just cool because like you know like oh let's go back into this fucking you know this tesseract and I can give the my daughter all this data and she'll know what to do with it and you know little does do they know she does know what to do with it and she fucking figures out a whole bunch of like you know cool technology and then at the very end he's about the same age where he when he left but at the very end he's like looking at his daughter but like when she when when he left his daughter was like a kid. And now she's like freaking hundred and some odd years old, an old lady, and it's just like an old lady. I knew you would be back. It's like ah. But yeah, I'm like, I don't know. The movie was oh, just like, cool. I liked it. I, like that, yeah. I was paraphrasing I like that a lot, but it did follow a lot of the science too, and like actually did this, the homework for like a lot of the yeah. visuals and stuff. They like they searched stuff, you know, the the black hole and like how that kind of like would look, and even scientists today use the movie like representation of that like actually for studies and stuff that's pretty cool that part at the end when like they come when he comes back and shit and they're like living in that like like circular like you know whatever it is that's like you know the inside is more of like it's like all whatever it is fields and cornfields and stuff and they're like growing on it i think are they like traveling through space or are they just like stationary there i think i think the space station i think they were orbiting like one of the gas giants, if I remember correctly. Like a star or something like that. That's pretty sick. I don't know. I think they probably just, like, took over the star, too. Yeah, that's or something. Same. Yeah, like, they, they, they had, like, a lot of technology by the time they get, like, he got back. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, they, they like, leapt, I think, like, a lot. I mean, because, like, they didn't, he did, he only went, like, ahead in time, technically, like, what, I don't know, 70, 80 years or something like that? I or think no, no, so. I don't know that. Like, it, it, was, it, it, was a lot of, it was a lot of years that he, like, jumped well, in forward. In Earth time, I'm uh, guessing, you know. Yeah, because like you got to remember, it was twenty something years the first time when they were stuck on that one planet, and then when they get into the black hole, that's like an additional I don't know how many years. That's so. why it's crazy. Yeah, dude, uh, I'm excited for his next movie too. Christopher Nolan just knows how to do movies and like time movies really good too, though. That's the thing. I don't know how he I'm... loves time because his last, his movie after this one was Tenet, and I don't know if you've seen that, but it's like a whole movie that just I've been waiting and I kind of want to watch it, but I just I mean I don't know like it's, eh. oh yeah, it's just been sitting there on my list. And he has a with a new movie coming out. I think it's the next year in July. It's like a whole nuclear bomb thing going on. Ah oh, man, it looks sick as fuck. Can't wait. I think I remember seeing the, the preview for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Like, it looked interesting. Um, Oppenheimer. Yeah, like Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer I think. Ooh, yeah. Oppenheimer. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. That already sounds cool. Oh yeah, dude. Can't wait. Yeah, good movie. I love Interstellar. Uh, I've watched it a lot. I've seen. Yeah, it. it's one of my favorites. Or yeah, it probably is my favorite, honestly. I can it's see got that. slow moments, obviously, but I mean. It's definitely I mean, to be fair, though, all the other moments kind of make up for those slow moments. Yeah. So, I'm, I I like it a lot. Good call. Good choice. Good watch you guys if you haven't seen it. Definitely go watch Interstellar. Yeah, honestly. Especially, I'll do that. If you got that on IMAX when they came out, oof, 
Oh, that would have been that would have been so cool to see in IMAX. Like, yeah, I'm sure it would have been quite the experience. I'm pretty sure I remember watching. I watched it in IMAX, and I was like, "Holy!" This is why I need to go watch every movie in IMAX. And then I, have, you then know, I don't know what movie I watched after, and I was like, "It was just." Just so you know, though, Christopher they Nolan might movies, like um, they might rescreen it. They at do that a lot point at, at like theaters. Yeah. They yeah. do that a lot. Yeah. Anyways, Christopher Nolan movie IMAX. That's every, everything else. You don't have to, but Christopher Nolan's yes. That's a safe bet. Okay. Well, I guess I'm finishing it off. Uh, for me, with games, I've actually been doing quite a bit of gaming. You know, as I tend to do. I've been playing a lot of Fall Guys. I beat Bayonetta 3. Fantastic game. Gameplay, probably the best out of the three. I ended up, like, even though it took me a, a whole last month to actually get to it, you know, because I bought it the 28th of October, I didn't actually pl uh, play it, play it, until, like, November 24th or some shit. And then I went ham. So it's fantastic. However, the story was not amazing. I, I honestly di didn't care for the story at all. Uh, parts of it were cool. Like, environments were great. Combat was great. Sound design, great. The voice actors gave their best. It's just some of the story was really fucking stupid. But I digress. Um, just play for the gameplay. I also played Sonata Below Zero. Great game. I enjoyed it a lot. Not as good as the first one. If you want to play just one, play the one. But I guess the, if I have to pick one to talk about, I'm going to talk about this game called Ghost Runner. Um, so I had heard about Ghost Runner previously from a friend, fan of the show, uh, Nick. That's familiar. Yeah, it's our other friend, Nick. And he had talked about it, namely that he hated the game. He absolutely hated it. And I was like, oh, damn. I, didn't know, I don't remember why he hated it at the time, but I was like, oh, yeah. But the game was a PS Plus game, so I just had it on my list. But I remember hearing conflicting like things. Oh. Like he didn't really like it, and I had heard that like reviewers and shit they they enjoyed it. So I was like, hmm, what's the disconnect? And uh, so I decided to play it. I was like, fuck it, I'm in between games right now. I heard it's short. Let me just try it and see what the big hubbub was about. Why is it so bad? Uh, I'm not gonna roast my friend any more than needs to, especially because he's probably gonna give me shit about it. But basically, it was a skill issue. Uh, the game. <laughs> The game it's... You're either good or you're shit. <laughs> Damn. You just, you you just lost one way. of our one of our listeners. You can have fun a, lot, a lot of time like that too. Plug is fine. Well, he'll talk shit on me later. I'm probably on Twitter. He's already fucking. This is for that that fucking fedora photo that shouldn't exist, by the way. That's for that. So I'm roasting you on this podcast. So it was a skill issue, basically. I ended up playing the game. Uh, it, it is difficult. I'm not going to say, like, he was, you know, he's out of garbage. It's a difficult game. You actually only have one health. Any hit will kill you. And it's a platformer. It's an, a first-person platformer. So you're basically a cyborg or just a full-on robot uh, with a, a katana. And you're going around in a cyberpunk-type city, climbing a tower like a skyscraper. And you're using your moves with you, your dashes and whatnot with your katana to go around killing people. But they all have guns, and there's various enemies. But like I said, one hit kills you. So the pr the the problem is you just constantly die. The checkpoint system at times was pretty garbage. So sometimes you die and you have to do a long segment again. I get the... And it, it is discouraging. You're like, man, fuck this. But I, I learned personally that once you approach the game as more of a puzzle instead of like an action game, like where can I position myself to do things correctly? What power should I be using at this point? Because every time you reset, it's a quick respawn, thankfully. But every time you reset, the enemies are in the exact same spots every time. 
So every time you approach that scenario and you do one thing and it works and then something else fucks up, you can go back and do that first part again and then just change up where you messed up. So it's like it's a, a, it's a learn and go kind of game. And uh, I find that once you get good and you learn the scales and all that shit, it's actually pretty satisfying because you do these sick ass combos where you're like deflecting bullets back at enemies and then dashing into them and shit like that. It makes you feel pretty badass. And the story overall was not bad. Not amazing. Nothing to write home through, but I think it is getting a sequel. Uh, where basically you're a you're the cyborg bodyguard of some dude who made the tower because it's like post-apocalyptic. The world's doomed. Only this one city is where all humanity lives. Now this guy is like the the leader of the, the the skyscraper because he built it. He gets assassinated. You get deactivated, killed by this the person who killed him, and thrown off the skyscraper. But you make it to the bottom. You're found. You're eventually repaired, and then you meet an AI construct of the guy who got killed, basically saying, hey, if you're here, you fucked up, because I'm not supposed to be active if that guy's alive. So now we have to go find the person who killed him and uh, stop her, because she's been pulling some shit, because there's a time skip where it's like 10 years in the future, I think. Like, you, you got ki- she got, he got killed, and then 10 years later, you were reactivated, I think. It could have been five. Point is, time has gone by. And the story basically goes where the person has been trying to been ruling over the city. Uh, Differences between the upper class and the lower class doing whatever she wants to for to get progress on some of her experiments. She tries to kill people just to slow you down. And you're slowly going through the, the tower trying to make your way to her while talking with the robot and also the survivor of the group that found you and rebuilt you. She's the only survivor. And the other guys, the, the robot AI is like, ah, just ignore her. Doesn't matter. But your guy, even though he's a cyborg, he still has feelings because he he's like part human, mentally at least, his brain. So he's like, I'm not going to abandon her. They saved me. I at least owe it to them. And he's like, you don't have to. As you go on further, you realize that this AI guy is kind of an asshole uh, because he keeps talking about he wants to save humanity or specifically the species, but he doesn't actually care about the individual people. So his plan, as you go further along, is to basically get rid of the person who killed his physical body part and become the new leader and rule with an iron fist for unity and whatnot. And he expects you to kind of just follow along, but as you go up the tower, he realizes, oh shit, this guy still has empathy for people. That's going to fuck with my plan. So he tries eventually, spoilers, you succeed in taking down the bitch. Really hard fight, by the way. Remember, you can only take one hit. So you're basically doing everything you can. Every time you die, okay, she did this move, so I'm going to jump jump left and jump right, then jump right. Oh, I got killed. Okay, so I'm going to jump left and jump right, then jump left. So it's a whole-ass puzzle. That's what I'm saying. Like, If you don't look at this as like an action game, this isn't Devil May Cry. This isn't Far Cry. It's a fucking puzzle. I would say it's closer to like Portal in terms of things to figure out. Uh, that's an exaggeration, but I'm, well, that's what I'm getting with the mindset. Like you got to figure I mean, out the right places. Just to even like, yeah, not not even just the enemies or like the the battles or anything. Just to get it like around, you have to move all these panels and find all the like different like like zip lines or whatever yes. the hell. And so you've played it. It's crazy. No, I'm just looking at some. But you know right what now. it's like. Yeah, it's all about platforming. Yeah, like, figure out your way really through. Hard, honestly, the hardest part <laughs> is definitely combat. But what platforming can be challenging. But as you just said. You just got to figure out the right placement of things and when to activate certain abilities. It's really fun once you figure out how to do it. Um, 
story's pretty cool. Eventually, the AI robot tries to, you know, take over your body because he's like, hey, you're having empathy and I can't have that. I need your body. And you fight back and you kill him and everything's Gucci because it turns out the AI robot was based off the human, humans, like his person's mind. But obviously there's something that can't translate well between a person and an AI construct, namely empathy. So it wasn't a perfect thing. So the guy was actually scared of the AI construct. He's like, you're me, but you're not actually me. So this was a failure. But then he died, so it didn't really matter. Uh, it's, it's an interesting story. I wonder where the sequel's gonna go. Because I know there's a DLC where you actually get to play as one of the bosses. And basically, so the one girl that you, throughout the game, that you help out and she helps you out, uh, she's the last survivor of the group who found you. They got slaughtered. In the DLC, you play as the, the boss. And you basically slaughter the people as a prequel. I haven't played it. I want to play it, but I'm waiting for it to go on sale. But uh, yeah, I mean, little collectibles. I I'm playing Callisto Protocol on my stream, which is a horror game. And one of the main things that annoys me about that game, I'm enjoying it, but the main thing is that it has collectibles, but it's only audio logs. You never find anything but audio logs. And that's kind of like boring, because I don't mind a good audio lock here and there. It's a very popular form of like extra shit to find in games, right? But give me something. Give me some like a newspaper article talking about lore in the game. Give me a picture of some warning sign or something. And it's just all audio logs and some of them aren't even interesting. So it's kind of boring. Meanwhile, at least with the Callisto Protocol, you'll find newspaper clippings. You'll find old like uh, glasses saying, hey, this used to be really important back in the old world, but now post-apocalyptic, this is just kind of worthless because everyone has cyber implants. So it kind of gives you lore on the the world. It builds up the world's lore, right? And I really like that kind of shit. Um, another thing you can get is different weapons, like skins for your swords, and they're pretty cool looking. My favorite one is one that you unlock towards the end where basically you get the Razor Chroma uh, sword. It's just like a rainbow sword that's constantly switching colors. It's pretty cool. <laughs> But uh, there's a decent amount of replayability, and uh, I platinumed it, which means I did every fucking trophy. I'll probably do, I'll probably do the same once I buy the DLC. So yeah, um, if you ask me, yes, I can recommend the game. I mean, it looks pretty cool. It's a puzzle it's game. Yeah, it's fun. Puzzle game, then. Yeah. PS Plus. Very, yeah. It's cheap, too. Ghost Runner was it cool? Yeah, Ghost Runner. Ghost Runner. Not to be confused with Ghostwire Tokyo, which is what I wanted yeah, to call it this was, entire yeah. time. Yeah, like my brain we kept, first, my like, brain kept wanting to say Ghostwire, but I kept like, nope, I had, Ghost Runner. That's like, yeah, that's a look it up. Like, I think he's talking about the wrong game. Real like, talk, if I, I do, like, and you know, I'm just saying, for my birthday or some shit, I got a PS Plus card or a PlayStation Wallet card. I've been wanting oh. to play Ghostwire for some time now. Oh, dang, you don't have it. Well, <laughs> if we're gonna quickly talk about it. The initial reveal of that game back in E3, like several years ago, was fucking hype. Horror game set in modern day Tokyo. I'm all for it. But then I saw gameplay of it and it really toned it down. I'm like, oh, it's not horror, horror. It's just kind of like action with horror elements. Really took the steam out of my engine. But now that several times has passed, you know, it's been a while since the game came out. I'm like, okay, I'm back on the, I wanna play it. So, yeah, I wanna play it. Yeah, it's a checklist. Yeah, it's on my checklist. Oh, cool. I guess those are some cool recommendations or uh, things are on my minds. Things that were on are my mind. And Nick, uh, if you're salty mind. about me uh, roasting you there, just remember I'm going to help you get them weeklies and dailies in Fall Guys, so get over it. Oh, <laughs> uh, 
Is it a roast? Wow. It's cooperation. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. There you go. I mean, the truth's the truth, right? All right, guys. So next week's a special episode. We're going to be discussing Christmas specials. So that can be from a show. It can be from a movie. It can be a book. It can be anything. You just uh, something you want to bring to the I'll table. I'll figure out a game. Christmas just you wait. <laughs> I, I want to wait for that. Uh, there is plenty. I like the Borderlands. You still have a shut Christmas your mouth. Special. Shut your Damn. fucking mouth. Don't be, <laughs> don't be ousting that shit. Well, that cut it now. Cut it now. This is why <laughs> I'm muting him again. He can't help himself. <laughs> All right. So come back next week for that holiday specials, guys. So thank you guys for stopping by. This guy's gonna be like, oh yeah, the book, the Grinch, ah, oh, the movie, Home Alone. It's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> let us let us talk about it next week. Die Hard. <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas special. Yes, yes. Nice. All right, guys. Oh man. All right, see you next week. <laughs> yeah. That's-